Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Daniel. Hi, Mark. How are you? What's up, Daniel? Well, there's, there's a lot, lot of things that are up, Mark. Uh, this is something that Daniel always says to me when I... It's just a default. It's a default. It's a default. What's up? It's just what I say. What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. Ah, so, um, how you doing? Doing good. Just hanging in there. But, you know, we're getting ready to have a garage sale, so we've been... Okay. Cleaning out the house. So you're selling a garage? Oh, no. We're not even having it in a garage, to be honest with you. Uh, so you're going to have a garage sale outside of a garage? It's no, another one of those great American pastime names that describe something. Yeah. Well, um, you're getting ready to go on some adventures, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have we talked about that? <laughs> mm. a, my family is, is going to move into a trailer. Into a, a travel, trailer. Into a travel trailer, yeah. We're going to go travel around the country for a couple months. So. Wow. We'll still get to do some uh, uh, videos, yeah. live streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping, so. I'm hoping so. We'll see how the how the internet is everywhere I go, but... I know that there will be a couple of spots at least that will be for a couple of weeks that will have um, good internet, mm-hmm. so I'll be able to do them with good. those. So. Good. And Taylor, Taylor corrected me. She commented that it's a yard sale, not a garage sale. So <laughs> I guess we're selling a yard. So green grass offered low cost. Yeah, so you can come buy a yard. From yeah, you can buy a yard if you want. We're selling it. an inch and he'll take a yard. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, we've been chatting uh, just about some things. Uh, you know, one of the ways that um, the Holy Spirit tends to uh, speak to me um, mm-hmm. is is that I, I will hear something that somebody says, you know, on television or radio or, you know, a message or, or, or see something. And it will just stand out. It will just capture my thinking or my um, – and I've had a couple of episodes of that just recently. I mean, it happens to me all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I just know that the Holy Spirit is part of the language of the Holy Spirit. When we when we talk about God speaking, um, there's just so many ways that he speaks to to us. Um, and just one of, those, one of those ways that happens for lots of people, including myself, is – um, when, when something that's written or said, mm-hmm. um, that is not necessarily in your conversation or you know coming to you as a spiritual um, concept, but then the Holy Spirit takes that and says, "Hey, what about this?" So, as I said, I had a couple of those. Uh, one of those was I was watching um, uh, in Australia um, a program last night. And uh, it, it was it was MasterChef. 
And one of the judges talked about that in 2020 was a year of change. Um, there's a lot of change being forced on us, a lot of change happening. And we saw it. We, we, we really did see a whole lot of those sorts of things mm -hmm. taking place that were just, you know, some of them, most of them were <laughs> pain in the neck. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they were just they were, they were things that were done being done and so she made that statement it's true but she said this year 2021 was about opportunities mm -hmm. um and it just it just resonated with me that um here we have this judge saying you know this year is about opportunities and i think it is i think it is about opportunities and because i i know what I feel like the, the father's doing in this time that we're living in is that he's redef redefining things. The definitions that we've held to or definitions that we've understood or definitions that have been a part of our life that he's redefining, right? He's, he's, mm -hmm. he's causing the definition to no longer be um, uh, no longer to be suitable, mm. and therefore we we are we are seeing um, new definitions taking place. And at the same time, too, I think it's about repositioning. It's about positioning for um, you know a new era, a new time, a new season. And I think being moved into that position is is a process. And I think that's what's been happening. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, the other thing, and we had some discussion previously about this too, but the other thing is that I, I, I had an, um, an email yesterday and um, it was talking about investment and stock market and, you know, from Australian writer. Um, and it was just talking about um, uh, mega trends, uh, you know, trends in investing. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it talked about um, it wasn't just one trend or two trends. It was every trend that they were following were colliding, were coming together. Um, and um, I remember last year we, we talked about, uh, I particularly talked about we we're coming into a time of convergence. Mm -hmm. And so in this article, they were writing about this. And then he made this statement. He said, we're coming into a collision, a collision age. Collision age. A collision age. And so a collision is when these things collide, when we're seeing, you know, things get so close that they're colliding, they're colliding together. Um, and um, so I, I think that we're in um, a, a year of opportunities. I think there's a lot of opportunities. Um, and um, I think the goal of the enemy is to convince us that, you know, it's more of the same and it's terrible and it's difficult and, you know, all of these sorts of things and there's lots of things going on in in around around about us that mm -hmm. could back that up but i think that what the holy spirit is saying is no this is the most opportunistic time mm. um this is a time of opportune this is an opportune time um and um and and so therefore we we we're about redefining and repositioning mm -hmm. now when when we 
I, I'm doing a lot of talking at the moment, but I'm guessing okay, talk you're, you're, ramping up. You're, you're ramping it up. Go for it. Yeah. So when uh, um, I, I tend to obsess with first bench and things, mm -hmm. um, I find myself keep going back to, you know, the, the first things that Jesus said or this, he first did this or, you know, for me, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, and, and so when Jesus was beginning his ministry, he, he said that we needed to repent for the kingdom of heaven was at hand or was nearby. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty easy just to sort of take that gloss over it or just, you know, focus upon repentance or whatever else. But we know that repentance means change the way that you think. Mm -hmm. So what Jesus was saying was, look, the kingdom is a lot closer than you think. Mm -hmm. right, so the kingdom is, is, is very, very close. You can, you know, at hand means you could reach out and touch it. Mm. But he said the, the issue is not the kingdom. The issue is your thinking. Mm -hmm. that your thinking is keeping you away from the very thing that you want. Your thinking is keeping you um, distant from the very thing um, that you really, really would need to be uh, embracing and taking into. So how you think and what you're thinking, what you, how, you, how you've been taught, um, the things that you've embraced, um, the world around about you, that's keeping you from the dominion of the king from God's land, God's well. And we know mm -hmm. that he told us that the will of God was that what would happen on earth would happen on heaven. So what uh, happened in heaven would happen on earth. So that we know that their intention, his intention, the father's intention is that earth would look like heaven. Mm-hmm. That it would be so heavenized that it would look like heaven, and and if that's a definition of what seems to be impossible, just looking at it in a in a natural sense, it, it looks exactly like that. That's why a lot of people have been dying to get into heaven. Mm -hmm. But then when we realise that Paul told us that we're already there. We're on earth and we're in heaven. So that makes a lot of sense when you realize that, because when you realize that this, the, the, the will of God is that what happens in heaven would happen on earth, you have to have a person that's in two places to be able to make that happen. Mm -hmm. You have to have somebody who's got access, who's seated in heavenly places, and who's also on earth. I mean, all of the people that have, have died and gone on to eternity can't affect this earth. Mm-hmm. Because they've left the earth. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't get to do when we've died. You know, there's a lot of things that we do get to do. But, but, you, but at the moment, we are in that transitional place or in that place that we're between two worlds. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that we're in one and we are in the other. So what, what stops us? What stops us from fully entering into the kingdom or entering in the concepts of the kingdom or experiences of the kingdom is between our left ear and our right ear. Mm -hmm. It's how we've been taught some things that we've taken as normal. Now, you look like you're itching to say something. <laughs> I was going to say, 
Okay, well, right now is a perfect time. So yeah, we're talking about, you know, in between your right ear and your left ear. Um, kind of, so I was brought to Romans um, 12.5. And, uh, or no, 12.2, sorry, Romans 12.2. So you have Paul here as well. Um, and I love how the Passion Translation puts it. It says, uh, stop imitating. Oh, hold on, I got to make sure I get the right. Oh, yeah, right here. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about, what keeps us from it. And Paul's addressing it right here. He's saying you're not thinking. Your thinking isn't, isn't you know, um, we, we've talked before. I think there's, you know, I don't know that Paul's saying your thinking isn't kingdom-like. I think what he's saying is it's, it's not both. It's transformation where it's, um, you know, how do we think from a, from a natural place in in a spiritual sense, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, th that's this, you know, really is one of my favourite um, scriptures. Um, I, I've got a few of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're always your favourite, Mark. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool to have a few favourite scriptures. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me just put that one up. You know. Uh, while we're talking, uh, I don't know if I can actually uh, put it all up. Yeah, it doesn't want to allow me to. Uh, it'll only allow me. So, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God. Yeah, and it says the end of that says. Um, God's will is you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he, this is this. You know, it's it's like um, do not conform form to. I think the New King James says, "Do not conform to the ways of this world, but mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. mind." Mm -hmm. um, so. Transformation is is a really really key thing, and so Jesus was was saying a whole lot, an incredible amount in just a few words, and that's not unusual for him. Uh, he said profound things in a very simple way, and so he was saying, "Listen, unless you stop." imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around about you and allow transformation to work in you that the Holy Spirit wants to do in, in you. When he does that, then you will have repented and changed the way that you think and you will be able to, um, you'll be able to embrace the kingdom. Now, he, he wasn't saying um, that we you know, we weren't going to be able to embrace the, 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 the kingdom in little little areas, but he was saying there's places that you won't be able to go into. Now, we know that in order to enter the family of God, you have to be born again. Mm -hmm. 
right? You, you, we know that that's, a, that's something. So it becomes, it's part of the relationship. And so what Jesus is saying is, is but like the kingdom, it's multidimensional. So it's not just a one-off. You know, he, what he was really saying was that, listen, repentance has to be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It can't just be an event. It can't just be a one-off, you know, sort of thing. And so um, I think that what we what we see uh, around about us is um, a lot of separation, mm-hmm. a lot of division. Oh, yeah, right now. Especially. So, so, that, so that when we know that God... His, his nature, everything about him is unity, mm-hmm. right? The Trinity is a, is a really classic illustration of that. It's an amazing illustration of unity, of, of there being so one that it's difficult to distinguish. Mm-hmm. And yet there is different personalities. It's mm-hmm. why a lot of people have a difficulty with Trinity, the, the Trinity, in understanding it because you just really can't wrap your head around it. Mm-hmm. There's been all sorts of attempts to describe what that looks like in a, you know, in another thing. So, so every single thing that God does comes out of, out of community. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about that word, that means common unity. Community is common unity. Community, yeah. So <clears throat> every single thing that God does comes out of a community, comes out of community relational paradigm and, and things. So if, you, if you, you can't understand some things, that's why the era that we're in is this collision age described by this investment guy. And it's also why end is really, really, really an important concept to understand. A-N-D. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems simple, right? seems a simple um, concept or word or – and sometimes that we can just say, oh, yeah, yeah, there's Mark again talking about end. <laughs> um, Never. But, but, when, but when you realize – you know, it's 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 a concept that is far greater than we realize, mm-hmm. because and is about unity. You know, let let's just talk about um, you know when we when we start to talk about some of the concepts that that God. Let's just talk about holiness. Mm-hmm. If you we know that God is holy, right, and that. Because he's holy, then we're holy. Mm-hmm. So that when you take holiness by itself as an attribute of who God is and you don't see it through a, a, a holistic nature of who God is, a, a unified nature. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so therefore, because we know that he is good and that we know that he is love, then when you look at holiness without those attributes, what you you look for is something that you do rather than something that you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think what we're talking about, you know, in unity, religiosity. If I said that right, um, it, it's it tends to to create disunity. So as you've been talking, I've been thinking about some things. You know, like 
where Jesus, it was interesting because, you know, we, the religious time, people of his time, we had the Sadducees and the Pharisees and they were, they were religious, but they were split. That was the problem is they all agreed on the same God, they, all these things, but yet they had one belief, well, different, but they had one core belief, which was different. And that separated them. They actually had two different sects. I mean, they had two different places of meeting. They had all these, I mean, they had created these things. And so I think that's what Jesus is warning against when he talks about, you know, the, the brood of vipers and then to beware of religion because he's saying, look what it did. It separated them. You know, it caused division. Um, and uh, as you're talking about the the collision, you know, from that that uh, financial report or the writer, I keep thinking, could it not be that God has been doing many things and it's a time of collision where where he's bringing. And so I think that's um, what we're kind of saying here is to be aware that, that it's the end because we're going to see this collision of all these things. And we can either let it offend us or we can say, okay, let's, these are all things God has been putting in, in a path and they're coming into a collision. Um, you know, I think that's kind of what we're talking about. I mean, you know, we can be a little bit controversial. Of course. <laughs> uh, and probably we should um, because we're challenging our own thinking. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're sort of processing a little bit here too. Um, so, if you if you think about if if God as God looks at the world, what does He see? Mm. What 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 does He see? Does He see or um, us and them? Does He see the sinners and the saints? No, He does sees he see all the of division. It. You know, because mm -hmm. that's not what He said. He said He so loved the world. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he, lo he loves he, the whole world, the whole. Yeah, so he, so he, his his love for every single person is the same, mm -hmm. um, which is really hard for us to understand at times because we we attach love in a performance way in many respects. It's because we can love this person and get on with this person because they think like us, they talk like us, they like us, mm -hmm. they are in relationship with us. But you know, you know, any time that that dissolves, when we 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 don't have relationship with them mm -hmm. because our relationship is built not upon a decision to love. It's built on whether we feel like we are loving or or, or not, or that person is. Mm. Um, when you when you know when we look at history, there is so much division that's been caused because people have not been able to understand and. You know, mm -hmm. so you had the people who have the revelation about the sovereignty of God, and He is sovereign. Of course, He is. Absolutely, one hundred percent. He's sovereign. And so, when you when you when you focus on that, then you build um, a group of people who you start talking about predestination and all those sorts of things because He's sovereign. Mm -hmm. But that's one part of the point. And then you have another group of people who are very much into free will and, you know, all of the things that go with that. And do I agree with that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when you bring those two together and you see that they are actually meant to coexist, the problem is that our minds often have not been trained or we, we can't embrace the both of those because mm -hmm. we see them 
as two competing things that exclude the other. So therefore, he's sovereign. Forget about free will. Mm. Free will, you forget about sovereignty. But the whole point of what we're talking about is impossibilities coexisting because it's the it's the it's the connecting work of the Holy Spirit to be able to bring those things together. So if you think if people understood that, then we wouldn't have division along the lines of that, those two areas, because that has been a major divisional sort of thing between, you know, in, in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a failure to understand. So religion, what religion tends to do is that religion actually gives you um, these steps to keep following. And as long as you stay within those and you perform in those, then, then, then you're, you're okay. Mm -hmm. But with relation, relationship is what we're talking about. There has to be the, the, the flexibility. And, mm -hmm. it's, and it's really understanding that you can actually have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, that ought to stretch your mind. That ought to challenge your thinking because everything in the kingdom of God ought to challenge your thinking. Mm -hmm. That's why some people have a difficulty in lots of things that have have existed and they wipe it off and say they don't now because they can't understand it, like tongues, like prophecy, like words of wisdom, words of knowledge, um, and so healing, all of these sorts of things. It's far easier to put that in, in to say, well, that doesn't exist today. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't it exist today? Oh, we, we've become more mature. You know, that was only needed back here to start the church. Well, if it was good enough to start the church, it must be good enough to grow the church. It must be good enough to grow life, mm -hmm. you know, um, in, in those sorts of things. But often a lot of those are written out because people can't understand it. They can't understand how that works or can't, can't even get their head around it or don't even want to step into those places because it's too scary. Mm -hmm. You're trying to say something again. No, no, I was just like in my head, you know, you're talking about it and I'm thinking, of, oh, this sounds a lot like uh, no child left behind in the education system, you know, we hold the whole class back. You know, so that's <laughs> just thinking, you know, that's kind of what you're saying. It's just like, oh, that one couldn't get it. So let's just, you know, we got to make our theology, our way of thinking match their, make it inclusive of them rather than, you know, say, hey, come up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that there are so many, uh, that there's, there's so many things that, the Holy Spirit wants to challenge um, the status quo, you know, in what it, what has always been. You know, I can remember that we would often talk about uh, the distinction between the flesh and the spirit. That's the flesh. You're in the flesh. You know, if you were more in the spirit, you would be less in the flesh. Mm -hmm. When we realize, when we start to think of, wait a minute, I was made a body, flesh. Mm -hmm. I have a spirit, and the Holy Spirit resides in, in me. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. 
I have a soul because I'm a tripartite being because I'm mm -hmm. made in the image of a trinity. Mm -hmm. So my flesh is not something to despise. Mm -hmm. But I think that what has come through historical religious view was that you despise the flesh because oh. it's, it's sinful, it's bad, it's all of those sorts of things. And so that we're, therefore we have this concept of being in this flesh or in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that the idea of the Father is that both of those are meant to be important in our life, that the flesh and the spirit, and not to see the flesh as something that you despise. Yeah, well, I, I think that's why I don't think we really find in the Bible where he's, he talks about despising the flesh, but what we do find is that the, um, the old man dies and the new man, so the new flesh is born. So I think it's about the redemption of the flesh, and and but but you know so often we try to kill, we're trying to kill that flesh off when it's 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 we're killing the redeemed man, we're yeah. trying to kill off the redeemed man, you know. Yeah, I, it really does come back to again Jesus saying, "Hey, listen, here's the kingdom." Mm -hmm. I mean, he did it with the disciples when he asked them, you know, who, who do you who do, you, who do people say that I am? Mm -hmm. Now, he wasn't being insecure, <laughs> and he wasn't so like, uh, so what's the gossip about me, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, he was, he was trying to get, you know, get them to elicit some of the things that were being said around. Mm -hmm. And then Peter got, you know, like so good at putting his foot in it at times, but then that also meant that he could just flow with what the Holy Spirit was saying through him. It was like, you are the son of the living God. You are the anointed one. You are the mm -hmm. Christ. You are the Messiah, you know, and he was mm -hmm. saying that. Because Jesus said, well done, Peter, because you didn't get that from flesh and blood. You didn't get that from teaching. You mm -hmm. got that directly from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then he then goes on to say, well, he said, guys, listen, this is what's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm going to build my church. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to build the church. He said, that, that's, that's my job. Now, your job is to seek first the kingdom. And I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. He said that. I give you now the keys of the kingdom so that whatever you forbid or whatever you um, disallow, whatever you say no to, that will happen in heaven. And whatever you allow, whatever you forbid, permit, whatever you, you know, so we get this whole thing of binding and loosing, mm -hmm. which was taken and put into a doctrine of binding and loosing. Um, and and it, it's it's a crack, but it's really about what you what you allow and what you don't allow. So that's the major thing that that when we realise that we've been given keys and we deliver, we realise that the kingdom is discovered. It's not built; it's discovered, mm -hmm. and that we've been given these keys to discover what the kingdom looks like. What 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 does kingdom aspects look like now? Um, it hasn't all been discovered. Mm -hmm. Just a portion, just a little bit of the kingdom has been discovered, right? Because there is no end in God. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no end of his kingdom. There's no, you know, like this is where we start and this is where we end. And so that when we've been given these keys, 
the keys are for us to discover. And so what the discovery part is about what we what we allow, what we we don't allow, what we, mm-hmm. what we you know, and and that's a power that we have, or it's, it's a powerful thing to be able to find discovery. Mm-hmm. So that when we live in a in a thinking of division, you know, it's it, it's the either or. Mm-hmm. It's really a tyrannical viewpoint, I think, of either or. Now, outside of the kingdom, uh, you know, outside of the kingdom experience, I think either or is 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 much more um, prevalent. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and I, I think there's instances of it, but I think in the kingdom, it's much more about end. There's 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 much more to discover of the connectiveness of it and. I'm only just I'm only just starting, you know. I'm really I'm really just beginning to discover really drive into it. What this what this looks like. I, I think it's one of those concepts that I I know it more than I even I can express it or I know that it's a concept. Mm-hmm. Um that um um, I know that there's that I, th- I I know that there's more. I know that there's more of this concept, and so you know I'm really encouraging people is just just give this and you know give it some give it some thought, give it some prayer, give it some some experience of of things that you used to keep separated, bring them together. Mm-hmm. Where so I was trying to think of a. And this might be, I've been listening, but I just had this. Um, and the, so, I don't know, I can't find, find the scripture offhand, but, uh, you know, I was thinking of it sometime in the Bible as we're talking about, you know, the flesh and the spirit, maybe we're not, you know, that we're not supposed to um, just discount the flesh, but that it can be and, can be our flesh and our spirit. And I was thinking, you know, what I think Jesus actually portrayed that for us when he resurrected and then he comes and he walks through the door, but then he eats and drinks. Yeah. The whole point was he was spirit, but then he could eat and drink as in flesh. So he was walking in both realms at the same time. He could walk through a door and then immediately somebody could touch him. I mean, you know, yep. we see they touch him. They could fill the nail holes in his hands as well as they could eat. He could eat bread and so i mean i think that that in that moment jesus is actually displaying that i am in both places at one time i am yeah. human and i'm spirit yeah well we also know that he was 100 percent god and he was 100 percent man mm-hmm. now that is an absolute and and it's still difficult to get your head around <laughs> it really. it's sort of something you just have to accept and say i don't know mm-hmm. but we know that he was 100% God because he needed to be. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, of, you know, his birth, the way that he was, con- you know, conceived. Uh, we know that um, he he needed to be sinless, right? And mm-hmm. so he had to be, had to be God. Um, but he also uh, had to be 100% man to be able to identify with. 
consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it would have been, if he was just 100% God, then he could never say, what I do, you can do. Mm -hmm. Oh, and actually you can do even greater because mm -hmm. that would be impossible. <laughs> so what you have is this, this amazing concept. Now, of course, that was probably nothing for God because, you know, he, he, he just easily thought of. But in our confines of thinking, it's, it's much more of a struggle. But what's really interesting is that Jesus modeled what it was like to be a son on this planet. So mm -hmm. therefore, he being 100% God and 100% man was demonstrating what we were to become because you're obviously 100% man mm -hmm. and mankind, human, and you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, so you have 100% of God in you. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's even difficult to get your head around. Well, I think because, it, you know, the scripture says that you've been adopted. You are now a child of God. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul says God's in us. I mean, yeah. You said God in us, you know. Um, I think I think it's back to the original thing we kind of started on is that I think the the way that our minds that we've been mm -hmm. taught about renewing of the mind, um, we've been born in the flesh and we've been taught to think from the flesh and to see from the flesh and all that. I mean, it, that, so it, it has to be that trans, transforming of the mind to think outside Yeah, of what we've been taught. Yeah. Well, that's why, um, you know, Paul is saying in, in Romans, hey, um, you need to be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind in order to be able to head into this. This is why Jesus is saying is that the kingdom is here you've got to change the way that you're thinking in order to be able to address these things. And he wasn't saying that's just a one-off thing. He wasn't saying, well, that's just something you get to do and bang, there it is. He's saying this is, this is something that you're going to have to continually do. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and what religion has us do is to stay where we've always been mm -hmm. and fight for a truth that we had. I was reading the comments over here. Yeah, um, I, this is this is a really good one to put up. Um, I think it's uh, um, Mandy saying, I feel like sometimes we pull back from the kingdom because it's so incredibly beautiful and it can be absolutely terrifying. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's like that scary, exciting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it challenges us to fully accept his love for us. Just have a bit of a cough there. Put your face mask on. Uh, the closer we get and the more that's revealed to us can lead us to question our very sanity. Did I really see, feel, hear that? It's, an, it's a temperamental world and we're afraid to discuss what we're experiencing because it's not what we think is normal. Exactly. And that, Mandy is really summing up what we've been saying. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an expression, really clear expression of what we've 
what we've been saying. Really, we ought to be living in a lifestyle that you cannot describe and undescribable. We should be weird to the normal. Yeah. I mean, we should. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be considered normal. When people look at us, they should see weird, because it's unexplainable, right? We talk about that. we're to live an unexplainable life, and if we're not, if we can explain our life, then it's it's our life. It's not the yeah. life, you know. It's not. It's not a conjunction life with Christ. Well, it's the same. Our life is not meant to be containable either. An mm -hmm. uncontainable, unexplainable life. Um. And I, I think that, you know, we many of us have been trained um, to be more concerned about what other people think and say <laughs> oh, yeah. about us, mm -hmm. uh, which is a pretty good strategy, really, because what you do is you cause limitation to be in the place. But if you think about it, um, God, who is infinitely and incredibly, our Heavenly Father, who is incredibly far more insightful than we could ever be, and yet he lives in us. So there ought to be mysteries. There ought to be things that we just can't get our head around, can't understand. We just say, yep, that's it. Yep, yeah, believe that. Or describe it, can't. Explain it. Can't. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, that, that ought to be, and we ought to be in a place where we are often coming up and where our mind is being stretched when we think about, wait a minute. So in the kingdom, I can have my cake and I can eat it. But if I eat it, then it's gone and I don't have my cake. <laughs> it's like, but. In the kingdom, I can have it. I can have the cake and I can eat it. How does mm -hmm. that? It's impossible. Yes. Welcome to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I think that what we tend to have is this thinking that we have to distill it down so that I can understand it and then it can be real. No, it's mm. the other way. Well, You're I actually think supposed to you know, in effect, struggle with some of these concepts because you, you have to, the Holy Spirit's got to help you into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's why we stay away from them, though. I know even from my personal experiences, when you have experience you can't understand, what do you do? You spend all your time trying to figure out or understand what just happened or what you went through, yeah, you know. You, you stay away from them. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. my, it was my experience, you know, mm -hmm. when, you know, because I grew up in an evangelical church. Um, so I just stayed away from the, the crazy mm -hmm. tongue-talking, those sort of people because they were too weird. Well, I think, I think our enemy has just done a good job of creating the reality. If we can't explain it, it must be from the devil. But what's really funny is that, you know, the, the very thing that I stayed away from, <laughs> I've now become. <laughs> yeah, well, that, isn't that what happens? <laughs> That's, you know, it's like, you know, is, is it like Job said, the very thing that you feared has come upon you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, I, I think that's I think that's about. But what we what we're talking about um, here today is that 2021 is a year is a year of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So really, like as we sum up here, people to realise that whilst there's difficulties, whilst there's challenges, whilst there's all of the sorts of things around about it, that does not stop the fact that God is creating uh, opportunities for people who will look, who will seek, who will find. And I think that we are in a collision time, that things are colliding, concepts are colliding, because the plan of the Father is to redefine some of our thinking. You know, what does this look like? To redefine what church is looking like, what redefine what a believer looks like, what what does it look like to live in the kingdom? What does it look like for the kingdom on, on earth and we've had some concepts of that and and i think it's about positioning too it's about an invitation to change your position to change where where you've stood you know where we've i've said this before but jehoshaphat when when he has the enemy coming against him god and he and he does everything he knows to do and then god says jehoshaphat position yourself stand and see and when he does that he gets the strategy of sending out the worshipers mm-hmm. which is a crazy thing to do in, a, in an army in a battle to send out the singers the worshipers first of all with their only instruments being you know their only weapons being their instruments mm-hmm. you know that and, and so here we have a, a, a challenge to the normal, a challenge to where things are at. And, and mm. so I want to say this is a year of opportunities. So look for opportunities. Look for your opportunities. Look for where God is taking you into places because some collisions are going to going to take place. Mm-hmm. So our prayer today um, is um, that you will discover the genius of and that you will become obsessed in the right way with and the paradoxes of and and join in with what the father wants to do and it's about unifying it's about bringing a unity a unifying effect to individuals but more importantly, as I think as collectives, is to understand mm-hmm. that community is common unity. And that one of the things that's been challenged around the world has been for a long, long time is that you can have unity in diversity. Mm. And that's and that's the very thing of God. Do you want to say anything, Daniel? We're finishing up? No, I think you I think you covered it. Yeah, so we, we just we just want to say to you today, just to finish off again, and A-N-D is a connecting word. It's a word mm-hmm. that you need to be looking at because there's, there's collisions happening where things are colliding. Um, and the, the reason that the colliding is not destructive, it's constructive. It's to be able to bring about some new normals uh, because that's what's happening. We've been positioned for new normal. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Please uh, like us, share us, uh, encourage other people to listen and come on, um, on, listen to 
uh, tomorrow, um, Chris, myself, mm -hmm. and Peter will be on. Please join us around about the same time, um, maybe even actually earlier. Um, and uh, we look forward to think. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, and um, have a good rest of the day. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day. Thank you.